Well, now. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, welcome into Sports with Falls. My name is Lauren Leal, joined with Jeff Michael, of course, and here at Christian's Tailgate in the Heights. I was laughing a little bit because I already thought we were live counting us in, but uh, here we are. Joke's on me. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. It's got okay. the Red Bull in hand. You got your drink in hand. Uh, Topa Chico. You know, I am partaking in a little bit of the sacrament this evening because I, I went to the Astros game today. Okay. Okay. Uh, the uh, what do they call it? The businessman special, right? Like businessman special. What yeah, does that the, mean? The afternoon games, the Wednesday afternoon games, and okay. it's uh, throughout the league. You know, usually Wednesday afternoon games are. You're saying like you, know, you can go there, yeah. take like your coworker sure. or boss, and have a meeting talk, but businessman special. Right. Yeah, it was it was awesome. So who did you take in your business? Well, actually, I got taken by Joe oh, Applewhite. Oh, nice. Applewhite. Great friend of the show, Joe Applewhite, took me. Uh, How the, fun! Oh, uh, it, it was a love blast. it, and uh, you know. We have a lot of people, of course, because we do this for a living and we've doing it for a long time. By the way, 305 or six or two, I'm sorry, 205 or six shows now. That's great. Unbelievable. So uh, got to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a, in a while. And it was awesome to go experience the MLB and especially watching the Astros, who obviously I, I root for. But it was the first time that I've been to a game with the new rules. I haven't been to a game yet this season because uh, prior engagements. Well, it's only been a week. It's only been a week, granted. But it was interesting. Yeah. The new rules are interesting. Let's kick it off. Let's go there. We'll start the show with some baseball then. Talk about your game today in your business chat. The new rules. It makes the game (sighs) very, very fast, doesn't it? Yeah. So, okay. Last night, I'm laying in bed and I'm watching the Astros play. And Lose. they did a half inning in a minute and 58 seconds. Now, I said last. That's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. I said last week that I am all for because I don't like idle time. And what the what the MLB is trying to do is take away standing around. And I get it. I completely understand it. And I said last week that I was okay with this. And I was all right with these rules and what the MLB is doing because – Look, they're catering to a younger audience. And I heard Buster only uh, earlier this afternoon say that now his kid, who's 18, 19 years old, sits down and wants to watch the games because they're a little quicker. Being at the game, I got to watch the pitch clock. I got to watch the batters get in there. I got to watch everything that was going on. And I got to tell you, it's a little fast. Too fast? I, I think so. And I am I told you last week I'm all for this. But now being there at the game. The actual experience of it, it's right? It's fast. You, you turn to talk to somebody mm-hmm. and before you turn around, like you can't get it halfway into a conversation and that, that half innings over. And that's what baseball is been all about. Like the past baseball's pastime is going to relax, enjoy yeah. and take your time. Like you said, it could be a business chat, could be a business ball game, or you could go with your friends and you don't mind having those long conversations with your friends or, you know, mom, dad, whoever you take with you to the game, because you know, you're not going to miss much. Yeah, You're not missing. You're, a lot. If you, if you turn your head and they hit, you know, they hit a ball, great home run. But then, you know, it's going to take a while for the next batter to come up, get in the box and get ready to go. Yeah. See, on television, and this is where it gets tricky. When I was when I'm watching the games on TV or, or following them on on whatever app I'm on watching the scores, I'm kind of OK with it. But when I am there live, I'm sort of not OK with it. And I, that's what I'm saying. I'm sort of conflicted. Like uh, when you're there, like you said, you want to kind of take everything in, take the experience. Now we're a week into Major League Baseball. We're a week into uh, the scores are way up, 
way I was up. just about to say all the runs are super high from all the scores that I'm seeing. And my sister went to the game last night, and I was going to talk from her experience. Uh, you sure. went today. She went last night, Jeff. She said the same exact thing yeah. as you. She was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's 1030 p.m. and I'm already home. It's great because it's a work night, you know. But at the same time, she was like, I kind of miss it because the exact same scenario, the conversation, she was like, you know, I got up to get popcorn and I got back and the inning was already over. And yeah, it's, it's fast. And she was like, it's just a little too, too much. 20 seconds on the pitch clock. It's just, it's not enough. So this is what happens, right? So. When the catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher, for those of y'all that have not figured this out yet, when the catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher, as soon as the pitcher catches that ball, it's a 15-second clock that starts. I'm sorry, 20-second clock that starts. All right, and then it counts down. The batter has till eight seconds. To, he has to be set, not even in the box. He has got to be hit ready. And if not, it, they can call an automatic strike on him, stuff like that. And that we saw last night, it's been all over uh, ESPN and, and other, other networks where Manny Machado got thrown out of a game. When he called time with eight seconds left, the ump did not give him time. Then he argued the call, the ump threw him out of the game, which in turn is giving the umpires a lot of power. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people didn't like this. And so watching this, live which is my first time to go to the game and i stood in the outfield so i could see the clock and watch everything last week i said i i i'm, a, I'm all for it and i'm a traditionalist and I, I love the old school game but now i'm kind of backtracking i like the idea but i think this is way too fast and especially if you take this concept into the playoffs where there's no building drama like bam 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 go 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 it, that i don't like it changes the game for sure. I mean, it it brings it up to the pace of football, not quite basketball, but it definitely brings up the pace. And I I've, I said this on last week's show too. I just wonder if this degrades the pitches and the pitching, and that's why there's so many hits and runs being scored right now because it's it's, it's, it's harder on the pitcher, it's easier on the batter, but the batter's got to get set in a specific time too. So there's different things going on and how this can affect. I think that pitchers are going to get used to it if this continues to stay, which um, unfortunately for the reasons that we've been saying, um, unfortunate that it might stay. However, yeah, look, you've opened up know. the can. You exactly. cannot close it. It's like the transfer portal in college sports or, or, or the NIL it's open. Like you cannot close it. Now, can you adjust it? I hope they do. I don't know how they would figure this out, but check out the scores. This is a score from Monday night's games. All right. Seven to six, 10 to zero, 12 to three, six to seven, 11 to one, eight to one, six to two, seven to six, nine to five, eight to four, seven to three, 12 to 11, four to five, 13 to four. That's what MLB wanted. Whoa. MLB got it. This is like NBA on steroids. Y'all wanted more offense. Here you go. Yeah, it's uh, – I, I, we asked the question prior to the season starting, and, of course, they implemented it during uh, the preseason and, and, and these games and tried to figure out how it can work. Uh, what Whether the batters would have an advantage or the pitchers would have an advantage. Right now? Batters, batters all day. 100%. Batters all day long. This is insane. You're seeing 20, 
20 run games, 10 plus runs per game. I mean, constantly, maybe 60, 70 percent of the game. So 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 let's turn it around a little bit. 162 baseball games in a season. Yep. Home and away. If you are a baseball player, if you are on the team, whether you're a pitcher, a batter, um, whatever, wherever you are in the lineup, I'm just curious what they're thinking. Are they liking this? Because after one game's over, guess what? They got to get ready for the next night or the next day game. And then the next game. But it's quicker. And then the next series. So, you know, they might actually kind of be in favor of this because there are so many games. Oh, the batters have to be. Games. Yeah, the batters have so to be. So many games. It's You're like, looking okay, at 30, 40 if it minutes ends it, exactly. shorter games. I was just like, going to say, if it ends ins- it close to an hour shorter, then... And if you if you take this a step further and you go into extra inning games, you're talking about a game that's an hour to an hour and fifteen minutes shorter. Like and, that's that is absolutely insane. And you look, you we're only a weekend, right? So uh, we talked about this last Thursday, and here we are. The following Wednesday, we're a week in the season, and all these things are taking place. And now we've kind of got a good idea about how these games are being played. You're seeing a lot of high scoring. You're seeing batters and pitchers. I mean, fast pitchers being out of their basic their normal routines the one thing we don't talk about that nobody has said a word about is the shift that's true i love it nobody has said a single word about before the uproar was oh the shift let him play and there was you know split maybe 50 50 but nobody said a word because it hasn't really affected that much the defensive play is great but the shift will no big deal or the bigger bases well hold up hold up hold up there's more offense. That's why the shift yes. is being silenced and people aren't in uproar about it because it's easier for batters to score runs. They're not able to chase down the ball like they could have or already be on the side of the plate to get the ball right to them. Yeah, it's it's baseball's interesting right now. It's very, very interesting. And I'm sort of retracting what I said after going to a live game today and watching how fast and last night. The Astros did a half inning in a minute and 58 seconds. Sub two minutes for a half an inning. I'm, I'm sorry. That's not right. Uh, and I, I look I, again, I, I, I just that's too short. It just changes the game. It, You're going I, it, to see a, a, a if, if it changes. If Greg Maddox was pitching, you would see a sub hour and a half game. That like by the time you get to the game, settle in. It's the third or fourth inning. You have two innings to grab a beer before the seventh or eighth inning, and they shut it down, and then you're done. I feel like we're getting a chopped up version of something that they would do in another country. Great way, to, <laughs> yeah. Great way to put it. Uh, what what is the game overseas that is equivalent equivalent to baseball? I can't remember. I I did it once when I worked Cricket? at a news station. Cricket. Yeah, uh, Aussie Dan would have to argue. With you on that, Ozzy Dan. Yeah, remember the, the comedian Dan, Dan that's joining. Dan, yeah. I didn't know his first name was Ozzy. We always well, no, I'm Dan sorry. Yeah, he's Dan Green, a comedian in L.A. now, but he's what from Australia. Ozzie? Well, that's it. In my phone, he's Ozzy Dan. So Ozzy, oh, <laughs> Ozzy, like I Australian. Ozzy as an Osborne. Oh no, like no, no, Ozzy no. Osborne. I'm like, who is Ozzy? Yeah, Australian Dan Green. Who Dan? Uh, we Green. need to get him back. Dan Green. Show. Yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, okay, so I can talk to him about cricket. See if they've changed any of the rolling over there. Well, it was funny because. He came on the show last year and he was like, don't you talk to me about baseball when you got to sit there for three hours and watch this. Blah, blah, blah. I would love to know his thoughts now. Like, are they going to speed up cricket? Cricket games can last what? Jason, how That's long what cricket? four or five days? 
Yeah. The, the he cricket. said it could go days. Do they speed up cricket? I don't think so. Is this why pickleball is becoming real popular? <laughs> I got an invite. I love pickleball. By the way, I did not realize pickleball has been a lo- around for a very long time. Apparently it has. What? Like how? Like I was talking, I was listening to a radio DJ the other day and she was talking about how she played it growing up and now how it's like a real thing. It is a real thing, but it's been around for at least 20, 30 years. I got an invite the other day to go to a pickleball class. Class? Well, my daughter likes to play it. She's 10. And then in their their community, they're like, hey, and she's like, come on, dad. I want to. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it's going to teach you. Well, I I feel like I'm I feel like that. uh, that Pickleball's fun. I will just feel like I'm going down an old man road. I've played pickleball. Uh, I've only played once at uh, you you should try it at the uh, place in Houston. Nine. Nine hole, nine round, nine, something like that. It's a golf course and they have pickleball courts all right well we'll on the golf check course. it out speaking and of houston fun. uh we are at christian's tailgate live in the heights look check us out youtube twitter twitch facebook all the uh social media accounts and if you don't catch the live show check it out on the podcast if you missed anything it's on amazon it's on itunes it's on i mean spotify wherever every podcast network we are on all the shows are on there last week's show this week's show uh we're live on there we want to thank christian's tailgate for having us here also want to thank uh diamond auto spa our boy over there austin bauer putting it together three four six three one nine five nine six one go to www.diamondautospa.com go get your car truck tank whatever you got go get it taken care of he will uh take care of you man good stuff Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jeff, you were talking about getting old man with playing pickleball. Well, I was looking up today is Wednesday, April 5th. What national day it is for a couple of things. Uh Talk about feeling old. It is national flash drive day. Remember flash drives? Anybody? Anybody? Flash drives. Aren't they like Flash drives, like the floppy disk. Oh, floppy disk. That makes more sense. I was like flash drive. What are you talking about? I thought flash drive was like a USB. Yeah, I mean, kind of like you, you, you put the information floppy into floppy disk. I do remember. I feel like my generation got absolutely hosed on this computer thing. <laughs> I know it's like the square size on which one. <laughs> when I look, when I was in high school, computers were just coming out, and I'm not trying to age myself. I took computer class yeah, in so elementary I, school, but it was like you know you got to press this plus this plus this and and backward space this and this this all this stuff in order like a program, right? And like we were like yeah yeah whatever like you know we were going home and playing our Nintendo the original one and. Game Boy. I feel like we got completely. Yeah, we got completely <laughs> hosed. Like as far as like computer wise, because we didn't learn it. I, I learned no computer skills I, in high school, and now. But my, now you know him. Now you know my eight year old son in second grade comes home with a laptop and knows how to work it. He has a YouTube channel now, by the way. What yes. Cole? Yes. He's so shy. <laughs> what is he doing on YouTube? No, oh gosh. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Got to check it out. Well, uh, it's because you and I do this show and, and encouraged doing this him. For, yeah, he's like, Dad, I want to use inspired. Yeah, he wants, he a, wants to be dad. How sweet. Oh, How sweet. It's that. also National Caramel Day. So if all you caramel lovers out there, get your caramel on. I'm not one of those. And uh, I love this one. National Deep Dish Pizza. I love me some deep dish pizza. Are you you're a deep dish? Are you think you're deep dish? Oh, I'm deep dish. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm. I'll eat thin crust. It's okay, but no, the crust is where it's at. Deep dish or thin crust or regular? 
Thin crust, me too. Yeah, thin crust. That... See, a lot of people like thin crust. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, exactly. It, look, if you're in Chicago, of course you're going to eat a deep Blue dish Maldinis. pizza. Blue Maldinis. You're not Blue eating Maldinis a deep dish pizza best. in New York, right? You're going to, you know, thin crust pizza in New York. Thin I, crust pizza. Yep. I'm down with that. Uh, all right. Since we're on the pizza thing, does does do pineapples belong on pizza? No. Absolutely not. Uh, Jason's got a different view. I I think so. I, I would take it off, Hawaiian but it would leave it tasting weird. Hawaiian pizza is good. I ain't I'm about sorry. that. Hawaiian pizza is absolutely delicious. So what? Uh, what? I'm down for it. Blech, I'm, I'm absolutely here for it. All right. We were talking about Major League Baseball, and I want to get to the standings as of right now. Lauren had her picks last week. I had my picks on opening day. Tampa Bay and New York topped the American League East. Cleveland, Minnesota, like we said, top the central in the AL West, where the reigning world champion Houston Astros stand are in third. The Texas Rangers and the Los Angeles Angels, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, who we said were, were actually going to have a decent year. They're tied for the lead. Now, look, I get it. I get it. Six, seven games in. I understand. And but we're talking about a lead where the go, Astros go lost Angels. Climate. I know. I look. I, I the Astros will get it together. They're missing Michael Brantley. They're missing Jose Altuve. We missed Michael Brantley all last year, and look at us. Yeah. I. I. But I. The. On the in the AL. The Los Angeles Angels and the Texas Rangers big surprises so far. Yeah, I mean the Rangers. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're. They, they are. I, they on had. Fire. So they did have some off season moves. I need to go look at their lineup. But they did have some off season moves to increase their roster. The Tampa Bay Rays. In the American League are six and zero. They are plus thirty one run differential. They are crushing the baseball, the absolutely baseball. annihilating it. Uh, if we move over to the National League, you go to the East: Atlanta Braves and New York Mets at the top, sort of like we figured. Philly and Boston, I mean Philly and Washington, sort of at the bottom, like we said. Milwaukee Brewers, Pittsburgh Pirates in the Central, and then if you go to the West, the uh, NL West, the Dodgers four and two, San Diego Padres three and three, and then Arizona, San Francisco, and like we said, Colorado. There, there's not many shockers as far as that's concerned. I think the Astros will put it together, but so far for me, like I said, the Angels and Rangers being atop of the AL West, it, it, I love it. I think the competitiveness in the AL West now is going to be fun to watch. And you have some pitchers now in Texas. They made a lot of offseason moves, and so Dallas may, or Arlington, sorry, may have a uh, a team to root for. Uh, you can say Dallas. Dallas. Dallas Cowboys too. Arlington Cowboys doesn't work either. So That's true. Why don't it's the same thing. Is why isn't it the Texas? Or I'm sorry, the the Houston Dallas Rangers. It's the Texas Rangers. Because that's just their name. Ugh. I, I that's frustrating. Uh, okay, speaking on the Texas thing, real quick, while we're on this, are, are you okay with Cowboy and Astro fan being the same person? Yeah. Oh, really? I That's hate my that. family. I really. <laughs> oh, that drives me nuts, man. Because we grew up on the Cowboys. There wasn't any. I wonder how here. people in San Diego and LA feel, right? Like, are, can you be a Padre fan and uh, uh, an LA Rams fan? I, mm -hmm. I doubt it. No, I. The thing is, it's not. If you're having two baseball teams in the same state, that's a problem. But a baseball team and a football team, the same state, different cities, I think that's okay. If you're asking about the Giants versus the Padres, well, then you got a problem if you're yeah. fans of both. 
Yeah, and Giants in LA, obviously notorious rivals, but now you get the Padres in there who, who are playing pretty decent baseball. But again, those are the only real surprises right now. Nothing jumps out at me as far as home runs are concerned, RBIs, or anybody absolutely playing out of their mind right now. It's the very beginning of the season. We're only six, seven games in, depending I, on where you are. I did see Jordan spank one last night. I'll say that much. Yeah, Jordan Alvarez, two home runs, eight or nine RBIs tied for the AL lead. Um Normal baseball right now, except for, like I said, I'm going to retract a little bit on my comments from last week saying I'm not a fan of how quick this pitch clock is. It yeah. is fast. Uh, even because I went to the game live, it's fast. Like it's really fast. And even watching last night, I went up to go to the restroom for, uh, for two minutes, right? The inning, the half inning lasted one minute and 58 seconds. Mm. That's I'm sorry. That's short. That's real short. There's no time to build drama. If this do we know if these plans change in the post? No, they stay the same. And that's what I'm going. I think everybody's gonna have a problem with that. Loaded bases, bottom of the eighth or bottom of the ninth inning in a really tense situation. You got 10 seconds. No, like you want to build that intensity, and the you know fans what? getting and you, up. And you know what's different too? Like obviously baseball's a, or basketball's a faster sport, but they can foul to stop the clock. Baseball. Clearly, you can't do that unless they hit it out of the park. Yeah, you can only, if you're a batter, you can only call timeout one time. That's it. That's all you got. And then, you know, you're on, the, you have eight seconds to get in the box. It's so get weird. It's awkward. Um, and the ugh. thing is, batters shouldn't have, to need to have that responsibility. I'm okay. Because they should be focused on the game. They there, shouldn't have to call timeout. There is a call lot of, time. there is a lot of standing around in baseball. I get it. And, and what they're trying to do is eliminate that thing. And they're trying to, I guess, make the game a little bit more forward and fast. And it is. But I would like a slower progression. Not, okay, here you go. Bam. Like, it's almost like the NBA throwing in the three-point line. Or the NBA said, you know what? We're going to move it back to high school level. Here we go. Then you're well, like, Whoa. Just have two halves. No, no, no. It's like the NBA going back to college. I mean, we watch, We just watched it over the weekend with the final four. Two halves. Yeah, the, four quarters. It's the only thing that happens, I, I absolutely, we brought that up last year on the show, how even NCAA women's championship, four quarters, or women's basketball in general, four quarters. NCAA men's, two halves. It's it's all money with that. Now, they said it may change in about Entry, 10 years. All that. But uh, absolutely know. ridiculous. Yeah, it's just a weird, it's a weird situation. Speaking of final four, though, since we're there, why not get into yeah. it from a Sunday or Monday night, I should say. Thank, thank you, UConn. Did you go to FanFest? I did not, but I won a bunch of money. <laughs> well, I went to FanFest, but I did not yeah, win, I saw. win a bunch of money. Um, it was really, really cool, the setup in there. Um, I saw Tigray over there shooting three-pointers. Um, I saw you. Didn't you dive into some sort of foam pit? It was so fun, yes. There was a setup to where they had a, yeah, a goal set over a foam pit. It just reminded me of my gymnastics days dunking the basketball in it and just falling into the pit but yeah they had a lot of fun games out there but the concerts the concerts you got full-length concerts for free yeah you had keith urban that played over uh what close to two hours tim mcgraw over half an hour uh, an hour and a half little big town um mickey guyden i heard was amazing and uh, she has a beautiful voice. But yeah, FanFest, NCAA, y'all are doing it right. They even had the Ferris wheel out there. It was like the little rodeo. I was I was a big fan of the whole tournament. 
Um, I think that every yeah. Let's get back to the basketball side. I think. I I was just talking about Fan Fest. I think everybody wanted the blue bloods in there, right? You wanted the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the North Carolinas, Mm -hmm. you know. But we had FAU, we had San Diego State, we had these new guys. Look, UConn was yeah, it it was one of the most dominant performances throughout the tournament that we've ever seen. In in fact, it was top three or four as far as point differential. They annihilated teams throughout this tournament. Well, yeah, because look who was in the tournament. The the people, the players that were in the tournament, I'm sorry, I was not a fan of these teams. Miami and FAU, what? I, Welcome I heard- to the transfer portal NCAA. That's just, look, I'm just this saying, is the way that college look, San Diego, this, I'm sorry, looked pathetic on Monday. They, they they picked it up in the second half. They should have not been. The final two out of all of the March Madness teams. I mean, I know Gonzaga got knocked out early. Kansas got knocked out early. But gosh, they had much better games than what we saw Monday night. And, but this is what's going to happen in the NCAA from now on. Arkansas-Kansas was exciting. There's, this was, like you said, it was it was domination by UConn. But that San Diego State didn't deserve to even be there. It was... I'm sorry if, if you're fans of, of of either of these teams. I just I don't think that it was a good it's a good final four. It was I I don't see the numbers yet, right? And there's a reason for that. Everybody was focused on the women's NCAA championship, which we'll get into in a minute. I wouldn't say everybody, but well, yes. there was a lot. It was it was it blew away any ratings that they've ever had in the history of their game uh, because of one specific player. We'll get into that in a minute. But on the men's side, this is the new college not only basketball but this is the new college football new college basketball new baseball the transfer port the transfer portal is changing everything these little schools can can get two or three kids to come in and change the entire program look all props to coach hurley if you've seen the the history from the yukon coach and his 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 family lineage right he's bobby hurley's brother the famous duke point guard so I was just going to ask in general, that's the coach per se, but what about the players? Like, where is the actual, do you know who transferred from another school to no, go to so San Diego look, or to UConn? I would love to get into all that. We have one hour. <laughs> like, And look, one hour commercial free sports with balls. Absolutely love it. But you can look up kids that did transfer. And look, FAU has transfers. San Diego State had transfers. All these guys transfer to these schools. And there's NIL. So you can get a kid that should be going to Duke, but... FAU can offer him $2 million from a car dealership down the street, and he's going to FAU. And, that's and this is the new NCAA. So I know, these blue I know you keep saying are that. Done. It just wasn't a good game Monday night. It just was not. Yeah, but, but three out of the four schools that were in that final four. Was their first time ever to make it there. There you go. Like, I mean, Miami, FAU, UConn, it was San their, Diego it was State. Fifth, it was their fifth title. Yeah. So they're used to it. They have the experience. These kids don't, obviously, because they haven't been part of the program for that long. Recruiting is going to be a you-know-what now. And it. I'm sorry, but look, Shashevsky, I don't know if he knew something from Duke, but he got out in the perfect time. Is Duke going to ever be a powerhouse again? Probably not. The landscape has changed. Mm. It's so – like, you don't go to Duke anymore and say, hey – Wow, I want to go there because it has such a great history. That's not the that's not the case anymore. Screw the history. I want the money. They're like, oh, I'm gonna go to FAU, San Diego State. I'm gonna go to Miami because they're going to pay me four million dollars to play basketball for them for two years. Done. I, I did meet a girl and her boyfriend that traveled in from Miami. 
um, to see them play. Yeah, and I, I wasn't but, in the stadium. Were you there? No, I wasn't in the stadium. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go I didn't to care to. Yeah, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Cougs weren't in it. Texas wasn't in it. No Texas teams were in it. I, you know, you can recruit right. players and it's like joining up with your I buddies. Just, look, I just in 2016, I worked the final four that came to Houston. Villanova was there. Yep. Um, Gonzaga was there. And I can't I can't remember the other two teams because those were the ultimately what it came down to. And it was just so much more excitement. It was such a better game. Yeah, I watched clips from it the other night too. Those are great. Winning out a buzzer beater. I mean, schools. now you like every year in the final four, you're that's going how it to should have, be. That's what March Madness is. You're going to have these. Yeah. But okay. You want these Cinderella teams to make it. I said this last week. You want it. You want them to make it to the sweet 16, even maybe the elite eight. That's what you want. It's fun. It's entertaining, but you don't want them in the final four because you get what we just got. You want that, like, it's fun to have a Cinderella team for a little bit, but when it comes down to it, on the final four, you want your blue bloods. You want Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, exactly. UConn, UCLA. You want those powerhouse teams, but it's just not going to be like that anymore. And it sucks. Like, it, that's the, the NIL and transfer portal have completely changed NCAA for, I mean, forever, because uh, we said it earlier in the show. Once you open this can of worms, you can't put it back. So there's no way of them, like, actually, like, you know, really kind of consistent his thing saying, okay, well, this, this, and you think basketball is bad. Look at what Colorado's doing with Deion Sanders. Wait till you see the Colorado, what happens in, in NCAA football, these powerhouses that we are so used to seeing, they're, they're about to be thrown out the window. And some of these little schools will start making really, really big marks. Like we saw with San Diego state, FAU and Miami. Now Miami's not a little school. They were a football powerhouse for a long time. They actually played pretty good the last few years. But basketball, they've never made it even close to this far. And now here they are. Last time there was that, that uh, I think Miami, when they started their basketball program, uh, I forgot who won the national championship, but they haven't even been close to this. And now they're a basketball school? What? I know. They are known for football. Um, yeah. Austin Bauer. How much money can University of Miami give you? Uh, Austin Bowers commented in saying change the whole dynamic of college sports will make for better teams all around instead of powerhouses like you were just mentioning. Um, but he said he disagrees. Let the small dogs have a piece of the pie too. LOL. The thing is though, if like you said, Duke, the history, the name Villanova, yeah. like Gonzaga, um, there could stop possibly still be spark there. If there's other like businesses around it to support that spark as in money. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I so just, say if there's, you know, some of these, these another big powerhouse schools aren't in wealthy neighborhoods, if you will. Like if you had the choice to go to Nebraska for $1 million or Miami for $7 million, where are you going? Don't ask me that. I'm a beach person. So are most of the people. L <laughs> okay. We'll move over to that's the, different. The that's women's different. side, the NCAA women's championship, LSU, won a championship, three of those players were first-year players and transfers. And look at the coach, Kim Mulkey. Yes, I mean, she, she is legendary from Baylor. I mean, she has a long history of of just accolades that she's been able to accomplish in her playing career and as a coach. Yeah, they were so all transfer players. Well, I'm sorry, three of them were transfer players, it's, including the star that got into it with, with uh, Caitlin. I, I just the transfer portal is absolutely changing every aspect of college sports. It's, it's unbelievable. And what Austin's saying is let the big dogs eat, or I'm sorry, let the small dogs eat. 
That's fine. But the problem you're going to run into is ratings, right? So these networks want ratings. Nobody – go back and look at the ratings of this Final Four. I bet they weren't good. Nobody's watching you, FAU in San Diego You State. know what's starting to change, too, is while these powerhouses, like that's what these conferences are going to be, whether it be football or basketball or whatever other sport. Uh, go Like, you know, we see the Cougs going into the Big 12 this year, the SEC, you know, if it expands, whatever it may be. I think about the smaller schools, they're now being bought out by branches. So SFA secretly is about to turn into a University of Texas campus. And uh, there's an A&M in Florida. So all of these smaller schools are going to be under a bigger, a larger name from a larger university. And I don't know if that changes the dynamic or not, but it might. Yeah, I mean, it, it's in college sports has changed. We knew this was coming, and you see it now. What's going on? Look, UConn won. UConn is up there with the elites now as far as dominance with North Carolina, Duke, UConn. But now you're going to see different teams getting up. Would you rather watch the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers, or would you rather watch the New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox? I mean, that's history right there. Yeah, that's a that's sort of that's sort of where we are in college right now it's like these smaller schools yes it's fun and exciting but at the end of the day it doesn't draw the big audiences that you want and that's where you're starting to pull apart from your first statement jeff because you like you said you want to see duke you want to see the villanovas you want to see the blue bloods but now you're saying oh well no we're not going to have that and 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 it's you're saying it's going to be disintegrated because of the money value. Yep. But now you're saying that no, we we still want to gravitate towards those bigger schools. Yeah, it's So which one is it? The money value. Look, because sports, you're saying like okay, the kids are going to go where the money is, but you're saying people are drawn to the bigger school names. Recruiting's going to be a pain in the you know what? It's just going to be a pain in the ass for these for these guys to the look, Alabama I don't know if you're going to see that much of a drawback for Alabama, but you're going to see an uptick in the Colorado. You're going to see an uptick in Florida State and, and University of Miami. You're going to see an uptick in these these other schools that have destinations that kids want to go to, mm-hmm. right? Nebraska, see ya. Who, uh, unless you're paying me a lot of money, who's going to go to college in Nebraska? Before Nebraska was a breeding for NFL players. It was unbelievable. Now, who's going to, you better be one hell of a recruiter to get me to go to Nebraska for three years. I'm saying that the fan interest is going to die out if you're not having these big. Yeah. That's so powerhouse. Yeah. That's, that's my point. What I was saying is like, yes, it's like, fun to I see was, them. I was curious how this last week in an energy stadium, the attendance was going to be obviously because what we've discussed, San Diego state, uh, Essex, yep. uh, UConn has obviously more of a name. Like I said, it's their fifth title. But I was curious, it, and it looked like it drew in the crowds. It did. But will that always be the case if you're looking, like you said, a Colorado or no. Nebraska or a, a small there's, school somewhere? There's two things that affect this. Number one is the one and, and Austin done Bauer says a lot of people like the underdog, and that's true. Yeah, but you under, cheer for the underdog for sure for the first two, three rounds. But then you get you get the product that we saw in the championship game. It was not even close. It was terrible. I tweeted out, what am I watching? Uh, it's just, <laughs> I feel so bad because I'm positive Polly, but that was not Positive Polly? I don't know. I just I made it up. I don't think I've ever heard that. I just put a, That's a good one, though. I just put a name with a P. 
positive poly. You know, That's... people say negative Nancy. I was like, oh, well, I'll yeah. be positive poly. I like old positive poly. <laughs> that needs to be a thing. All right. Uh, <laughs> but I, look, the transfer portal, uh, college football, college basketball, the landscape is changing. We knew it was coming. Uh, it's, it's sports in general. Nothing can, like, things always change regardless. It's just a matter of time. Like Nebraska, Colorado, Miami, they were powerhouses a long time ago. Florida State, University of Florida. Now, uh, for the last 10 years, you're talking about Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, uh, Texas A&M, these, these colleges. And now it's going to change again. The, the I mean, can we, just, can we just for a second pause? Because they... 2023 college football playoff. Alabama wasn't even in it. Yeah. Which was a shocker. There you go. But things, um, are, things are a changing. Thinking of things uh, changing. You mentioned it a minute ago with Caitlin Clark Oof. against LSU. Beast. LSU won. Caitlin Clark. Um, dun, dun, dun. You John said Cena. something before the show started about agendas. Are you wanting Ugh. to go down this road or not? No, no, no. Look, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but hopefully it is. If we would have done the show two days ago, it, it would have probably been a different story. I'm glad it's sort of, I don't want to say brushed under the rug, but people were making a big deal out of Caitlin Clark getting trash talked to her. When she had done it to other players, then they brought in their, it, it just turned into people instead of enjoying the game. Look, I, I absolutely, I, I posted it out on social media. I loved it. Trash talk is part of the game. And if you're that good and you're that competitive, it's fine. I absolutely love it. People just had certain agendas that they wanted to push out there. And wow, it, it just, social media blew up with this stuff and it absolutely drove me crazy because here was two competitive teams that the, uh, the women's national basketball uh, or college basketball has never seen anything like this. They had more viewers than they've ever had in the history of their game, but people wanted to push it in a different direction. And I'm sorry, but that, that was messed up by all of y'all doing that. You like the point is these, this girl, Caitlin Clark is special. She's phenomenal. Like I, I, I play basketball four or five times a week. Watching her, I'm like, my goodness, this. I girl mean, how many play. points did she drop? She had 40, 40, and thirty in the last wow. three games. Wow. So uh, at at Final Four Fan Fest, in between Keith Urban and Tim McGraw coming on stage, Charles Charles Barkley comes out and speaks yeah. to the crowd, and he just says. You know, he's talking about, oh, tomorrow night's game is going to be great. You know, UConn or Aztecs, like, who are you have? And then he put on a shirt and tried to rally the crowd or whatnot. But he goes, I just got to give props to my girl, Caitlin Clark. She is putting the face of, um, I want to say WNBA, yeah. of uh, women's Final Four. Like, she is, she is making a name for herself. And so, to your point, let it stay on the court. Yes. Just, just play the game. Look, she play talked the trash the prior two games. The LSU players. Look, LSU was a better team. They won. Good for them. They can talk trash, too. Uh, you see the NBA players do it all day, every day. And there was nothing different than this. And I'm glad that the that these two girls and these two programs and, and the look, I, I don't watch WNCAA basketball a lot. But I did tune in. Yeah. I watched this game and I but watched you know the, what? like it, she was, she's phenomenal. You know what? This gave you a reason even more to get your attention. Yeah. So I, I was all for it. They did something right. Yeah. And look, she's coming back next year. A couple I'm of the other talking about just her play. Oh, 
grabbed your attention. It did. <laughs> all right. All right. So you think UConn deserved it? Oh, by far. UConn, better team. If you don't know the story behind uh, Coach Hurley, his brother Bobby Hurley, uh, their dad, who's a Hall of Fame coach as well, please take the time and watch the special on those guys. Uh, it is phenomenal. The head coach of UConn is, is Bob Hurley. It's, it's an incredible story about perseverance. Like it's unbelievable the stuff he went through being in the shadows of his brother, who was quite possibly the greatest point guard in NCAA history and him trying to make it uh, at Seton Hall. It, it's phenomenal. And in fact, uh, Bob Hurley ended up coaching as an assistant under his brother. And now, of course, Bob Hurley is at Arizona State, uh, who was in the tournament but lost. And then you have his brother, who just won a national championship at UConn. It is a fantastic, fantastic story. Um, we talked about storylines before it started with Jim Nance, him calling his last NCAA tournament game, him being a University of Houston alumni, and whether Houston could do it. But this was a great story. Uh, March Madness got it right. They, they, they had an incredible tournament. Now, Final Four teams, whatever. Uh, I don't know the final numbers on who watched, but... Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm glad UConn won. They deserved it. I am amongst those two teams for sure. Uh, no, I, I, I go back to personal reasons with Jim Nance, U of H, Houston, all of that. But then again, I feel like Houston is just a special place where it, it does give a lot of opportunity to people to become someone. I'm not sure. I've never lived in another city. I visited a ton of cities, never lived in one, but I feel like it is a land of opportunity. Sure. And so good for Jim Nance. And now he's about to go on to the masters and do his oh, PGA tour thing. Good uh, transition. <laughs> tiger, tiger, tiger woods y'all. Yep. That's not where I was going to go, but you know what? We're there. So uh, yeah. the masters are taking place this coming weekend. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning, Tiger Woods, 9.38 to be specific, Tiger Woods will tee off in Augusta National. I'm excited, but I'm not as excited as I was last year. So, why? Uh, I just, Tiger's, I guess, watching the press his conferences. Comeback story, his yeah, comeback. yeah, it's not a comeback story anymore. He does, he's even like, eh, I don't know. That's kind of how he's approaching this. They tried to make this about LIV versus PGA, which. Well, that's where I was going to go because I I saw this uh, mentioned a couple days ago on some show. And then I was looking it up before coming here, too. And some of the LIV players are going to be in this PGA tour. And what's the controversy there? And it just goes back to guys. People went to this LIV tour to get paid. They wouldn't really care about the game of golf. I mean, of course, it's their passion. It's what they love to do. But they went there for the money tag. Now they're back, and it's more of a serious competition, even though it will be fun for these guys. And uh, that's my take on it as far as LIV players coming to play in the Masters. Yeah, I don't uh, – just listening to the guys talk and kind of getting an inside view of what's going on over there at Augusta – I don't see this being any sort of an issue. These guys are all professionals. D did the LIV, the whole thing with Tiger and with Fred Couples was that they just didn't, they had played the game for 40 something years. They didn't want it to be disrespected and talking about the PGA tour, but these guys aren't really disrespecting them. They're not talking trash. Phil Mickelson said some stuff. I think Greg Norman is the biggest advocator for, for like the LIV and talking like trying to bring down the PGA tour. But, when it comes down to it, these guys are all professionals. They all respect each other. And I'm sure that these guys like Tiger and them understand they went over there for money. They they know that. But it, 
they tee off tomorrow and they're all the same. Like, let's go. So there's 18 of them, 18 LIV players that yeah. are going to be in this. And six of them had gotten, you know, the green jacket from yeah. winning yeah. the Masters. So Big Phil time. Mickelson, uh, Charles... Schwartzel, Schwartzel. Schwartzel, Bubba Watson, Sergio Garcia, Patrick Reed, and Dustin Johnson. All yep. of them have received the green jacket. So, you know what? They're just excited. They're happy to be back in the Masters. Look, it is what it is. It's golf. Let throw them some shade on each other every now and then. Yeah. It's a competitive banter. I absolutely love it. We just talked about it. I just, uh, when it comes down to it, I don't, when the, when they tee off, all that stuff's behind them and they're trying to win a Masters. And I, the, the storyline is Tiger oh, Woods. Hold up, Jeff. Hold up, Jeff. We just got some angry stickers on that comment. Uh-oh. I don't know um, who that was or what it was about. If you did that, please let me know because I'm curious what that was about. Uh, about letting players just play the game. Look, it, Let them golf. Everybody wants uh, Tiger Woods to do well. We all know that. Nobody moves the needle like Tiger Woods. Um it's not as big of a story as it was last year. That's his first Masters coming back off his surgeries after the car wreck. He seems well, to be in a better place, but I don't know where his game is. We we don't see his – last year there were people – there were blimps hovering over getting pictures of him practicing. This year it's not like that. It's just sort of like he's there, and let's see how he plays. But let's not get it mixed up. Tiger Woods is the story. That's the storyline of the Masters. Will he make the cut? And if he can somehow be in contention on Saturday and Sunday, because if he is, that is a win for the PGA. That's a win for the fans. That's a win for everybody in general. If Tiger Woods is somehow in the top 10 come late Saturday or Sunday morning, uh, millions of fans are going to tune in. It's it, That is unbelievable. Roy McIlroy probably has the best shot. Scotty Scheffler, you've got a bunch of guys uh, that are – probably going to shoot better and maybe have a better shot but look again it's it's tiger that's it it's tiger woods that is the masters and that's what we're all watching if jack nicholas could somehow strap him up then we'd be watching him but uh if tiger's not in it come the weekend i i'll have it on in the background there you go that's wow i'm shocked this guy loves golf. Yeah, and I just I look. It's it, it'll be fun, and I'll, Jordan Spieth. I hope he's up there. I'll, I'll I'll have it on, but I'm not gonna. If Tiger's on, I'm going to pay attention. I'm gonna download or not download, but upload uh, ESPN and wh where they have where they follow him hole to hole, and you can follow Tiger hole to hole. I will watch that instead of the whole tournament. Mm -hmm. You just follow him every single hole. Yeah. I don't like the other guys. They're great and whatever, but until they do the spectacular things that Tiger's done, I'm not interested in in, in watching them. John Rahm's amazing. I, I I hope they all play well, but I think everybody's rooting for Tiger to be in contention on Sunday. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean that's I mean Tiger's the face of golf. Yeah, he just is. So I mean, I don't have, disagree with your statement. We didn't there, even Jeff. get okay. We've gone. <laughs> we only have what ten minutes left, and we haven't even got or okay. 13 minutes left, and we haven't even gotten into Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and the NFL. So I know, let's go. I was going to say the NFL. I don't know if you wanted to save it or if you wanted to get into it with these last 10 minutes. But, yeah, Lamar Jackson, where is he going to go? I think the Ugh. reason I, nothing, nothing has come about his free agency is because, one, he manages himself, and he needs to get professional with it. He needs help. Uh, you know, he needs some representation help in general. Two, look at his past couple of seasons and what he's able yeah. to and not accomplish to accomplish and what he hasn't accomplished injuries injuries uh the way he plays makes him injury prone and so how far he's gonna get you with a new team a new system may be good may not be good it's just like kind of rolling the dice 
three, the draft is coming up. And the Ravens have a chance to trade up to get another great quarterback. You don't know. Um, obviously, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are going to go first. Oof. But they could trade up. Ravens could trade up to be somewhere to get a new quarterback that could step in place of Lamar Jackson. And then as far as, well, I'll stop there before I get into, uh, <laughs> I'll stop there before I get into Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts on Lamar? Wow. Um First off, Lamar Jackson wants a guaranteed contract worth Deshaun Watson money, if not more, which is 230, 250 plus. The NFL is not going to allow that to happen. We said this last year. I said it uh, before this whole thing started. Then we found out that he asked uh, Baltimore for a trade. We found that out uh, this past Friday. This was early, early uh, March, March 8th, I think. You, you hit the nail on the head a minute ago. If he had representation, Lamar Jackson would be a – he'd be at a, at a camp. He'd be on a, on a roster right now with a huge contract. That's uh, Sorry. Uh, look, the NFL is, is a business, and these guys work with certain people and don't work with certain people. Last time we were on air, we found out that he hired this random – I don't want to say random guy. It's one of his business partners, but he's not a legitimate agent that's certified with the NFLPA, so he cannot negotiate – with the NFLPA or the NFL for Lamar Jackson. And he's made these mistakes after mistakes after mistakes. And it's like, I feel like teams are real. This is the former MVP, 26-year-old, incredible talent in the NFL. And people are shying away from him, not because of his talent. It's because of what he's been doing. He would have a massive contract already if he would just hired a representation and kind of stayed off the uh, social media map and kind of going through, I want Deshaun Watson money. What is wrong with staying in Baltimore and trying to win a championship? We don't know what's going on Nothing. in the front office executives, though. We don't we don't know how he's being treated there. Not saying that it's bad. We, I think him just, and Harbaugh have a great know. relationship, I would I would think. Look, it, Harbaugh always puts him first, man. Like, he, he always supports for all, and has been behind Jackson. From what I've heard, it, this is all about Lamar Jackson. It's always been all about Lamar Jackson. And it's like, uh, okay, take a step back, do one for the team. I've heard so many people come on air and talk about how they took pay cuts and how they adjusted their contracts in order to stay with the team and win a championship. What's more important, that extra 50? Do you really need 250 guaranteed? Uh, I, I'm sorry, can you not live on he, 150 million? Is that you can't live does. on that? He, I mean, like that's ridiculous. Like that's unbelievable that you think. Look, that you, it's 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 all about comparison these days. It's all about yeah. keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, that it really always has been since the beginning of time. But in the NFL, one quarterback wants this. Well, the other one's going to demand that he gets the same thing because he believes he's just as good or better. I can't so, even tell you where he's going to play. I would that's think where it comes from. I would think that he eventually takes his franchise tag and goes back and plays with Baltimore. But at this point if you're a raven fan are you welcoming him back are, are you like yay we got lamar back but this is i mean you almost that's where it gets awkward we've seen it so many times i think we saw it with baker mayfield too to where it's like you're you you look at all your other options you have free agency to say okay uh hit i mean lamar jackson's kind of different because it's a non-exclusive franchise tag but with other guys that are looking at their options and then they stay with the same team. It's 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 rather awkward. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't I don't know what's and going on. And it's not on the that. first time that it's happened. The, the Lamar Jackson situation is so fluid. It, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I would love to tell you that he's going to go here. He's going to go there. I have no idea. I have no clue. And on the flip side of that, there's another quarterback that still hasn't committed. 
Aaron freaking Rodgers. That's where I was going to go next, too, because Aaron Rodgers, two completely different reasons. We know the talent that Rodgers has. They're completely, completely different quarterbacks, right? And so when you look at these two, you're also looking at what system are they going to fit in? Um, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. There's a reason why it hasn't happened yet. Yes, I agree 100%. Uh, this is Aaron being Aaron, and I, I think the Jets – I heard a report today that the San Francisco 49ers are sort of backdooring in this whole deal that if it falls through that they're willing to uh, make kind of a trade and go in and swoop Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets thing is not a done deal. Didn't San Francisco just trade for a quarterback? No, that I know they Lance. got rid of Brock Jimmy. Purdy. Brock Purdy, yeah, they got rid. Yeah, of, okay, they, so Brock they got Purdy. Brock they Purdy, got Brock Purdy, and but I mean Brock Purdy or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> eh, it's sort of a no-brainer. But I'm hearing all sorts of stuff. So th- this Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets thing, not a done deal. As a culture standpoint, I do not see Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco. San Francisco is very rule-driven. Um, including the vaccinations. And so I just, <laughs> culturally, I don't see Aaron Rodgers there, but uh, somebody's got to pay, somebody's got to pay $60 million uh, to pay for Aaron Rodgers to play for them. The Jets thing is not a done deal. Uh, it's, it's that we're leading up to the draft in a few weeks and it's going to be really fun before we get there. The Houston Texans have the number two pick. We hear that CJ Stroud is going number one and then Bryce Young. I, I'm worried if I'm a Texans fan. I, I, I don't know about Bryce Young. I, I don't. And then you hear Will Why? Levis. Because of his size? Yes. Wow. It's like Kyler Murray. Uh, and it's He's injury prone. Um, then you hear the Will Levis thing. Uh, uh, it, I think we're going to see some shockers in the first three picks. They're, they're expecting three quarterbacks to go one, two, and three. I don't know. The thing is, with the Texans, how much further can you go down? Davis Mills. And, you know, they've made a lot of moves this offseason which has been good for Houston. But, you know, what can that hurt having a guy coming out of college? And obviously you said there could be a an injury, but look where they're at right now. Maybe Davis we'll Mills. know something by next week. Who knows? Uh, look, we want to Kevin thank- Anthony says go Cowboys. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks for Here joining though. Go, thank you for joining us. Thank though, God Kevin. Zeke's gone. Uh, look, Diamond Auto Spa is an elite detailing company that offers only the best quality of work and customer service. They specialize in detailing, paint, correction, ceramic coatings, paint, protection fill, vinyl wraps, window tinting. We don't cut customers. We detail them. Want to thank Diamond Auto Spa. Also want to thank Christian's Tailgate uh, for having us here every week. Uh, we'll have another show next week. Cannot wait. Every time we do this now, it just gets, uh, we just go through so fast. I know. We don't get all of our material in. Love it. Absolutely. That means we're having fun. And That's thank how you it's guys. supposed Look. to be. Hey, today was more of a serious one, but I think it fits the weather here in Houston. Yeah, <laughs> man. Go follow us on social media, Sports it's with Balls. It's getting cold. Have a good Easter weekend. Yeah. This weekend, uh, get your jackets on, get your raincoats. It's going to be like that. We'll see you next weekend. I'm Jeff Michael. She's Lauren Leo. This is Sports with Balls. See you. Bye.